Congratulations, you're listening to Podcast Rebellion. Welcome, everybody. This is Juco All-American, joined by Whiskey Wednesday. Uh, we are talking about yesterday's signing day. Uh, I actually, you know, normally start with what we've been drinking. I had a beer yesterday, uh, but I am having, I'm making a, a specific cocktail for uh, Christmas, hashtag Christmas, puts the Christ back in Christmas, uh, Christmas party that I'm hosting um, this Saturday uh, that I'm calling Christmas cheer, but is actually just a Christmas punch. Um, that's rum, cranberry juice, cherry juice, simple syrup, allspice, ginger, nutmeg, and ginger ale, uh, which I'm actually pretty excited about. I haven't had it, but it comes well-reviewed, and uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how those seasonings work in a cocktail. Cool. Uh, well, right now I'm drinking coffee because it's the morning time, um, and I don't think I've had anything super interesting to drink recently, but you mentioned planning a punch for Christmas. Um, I have a new year's Eve hang with some friends that, that we're planning on. And I'm thinking about cocktails to try for that one. I've zeroed in on is called a stinger, which sounds weird. It's creme de menthe and brandy, but you can find variants that have like different kinds of rum and different kinds of like mint, you know, cordial or liqueur or whatever. And some even involve like completely different ingredients, but it's something that, Sounds good and sounds festive, and I want to try. So I'll I'll report back. All right, sounds good. Um, okay, so yeah, yesterday was signing day. Uh, let's go ahead and talk through. Uh, Ole Miss signed eleven players, uh, which even in this portal era is not many. <laughs> it puts them the the lowest number in the SEC by six. Uh, so, you know, a, a huge discrepancy. Um, we're going to talk through who they actually signed um, and then who are the ones that got away. Uh, and yeah, just then sort of let things go towards the transfer portal and that sort of thing. Um, so the number one player they signed was Sunturin Perkins. And he, from what everyone has said, uh, and from what my eyes tell me about having watched his highlights, he's probably a day one starter at linebacker or in the like linebacker safety spot, whatever that's called. Yeah, it's it's hard to overstate how important of a signee he is and how good he looks overall. Um, just just looks like a phenomenal athlete. Um you know, combination of size, speed, and strength, and, you know, positional versatility played everywhere. Seems like a really nice kid, um, to which, you know, I know is like a, a boomer thing to say, but he does. He seems nice. Uh, it's a <laughs> uh, and, no, I, yeah. To me, I think that uh, I, I don't necessarily know if he's going to be a guy who will like force a bunch of fumbles and make prolific hits and that sort of stuff. But what he profiles to me is like exactly what we need, which is a guy who's very fast and wraps up and brings down guys in the open field. Yeah. And a, a guy who sniffs out plays, a guy who gets to the sideline really quickly. Um, 
takes good angles on ball carriers. Um, I, I think those are, are, you know, we're reasonably confident that he, the, those are going to be his strengths, I think. Right. Right. Um, yeah, he's the number one player in Mississippi on three has him as the number 58 overall player in the country, regardless of position. Uh, let's see who has him the highest rated. Uh, 24-7 has him 35th. Yeah. The second rated yeah. linebacker in the country. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, he's a, you know, obviously a marquee player at a, an incredibly important position for Ole Miss. So that's, that, that's great. Uh, second best player, according to on three is Aiden Williams. Who's a wide receiver from Ridgeland, Ridgeland high school, the number two player in the state of Mississippi, the number 14 wide receiver in the country and the number 86 overall player. What are your thoughts on Aiden Williams? I mean, I think he's another guy who could come in and, and play quite a bit as a freshman, even though it seems like that's hard to do in Lane Kiffin's offense. Um, he has good size. He, you know, appears to have access to like good coaching. I know he works with Mike Espy, um, and you know, the word on him is that he's a very good route runner. Um, very good at, at working cornerbacks and, and getting open and then has some, you know, high point kind of ability as well. Um, not a super burner, but a technically sound guy with good general athleticism, uh, which is, I, I think something that, that Ole Miss definitely needs. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm really excited about him. He's the first wide receiver that Ole Miss has signed. Well, actually, that's not true. Uh, I was going to say he's the first wide receiver Ole Miss has signed under Kiffin that I've watched his film and really been excited about. But I'm also, uh, this is preposterous at this point, but I'm, I loved J.J. Henry's film uh, out of high school. And I know that he's small, so that's one thing that, like, doesn't really, isn't as easy to observe how that transition will happen into college and everything like that. But I still think that he has plenty of potential. Um, and it, he's only, what, a red shirt? He'll be a red shirt sophomore, I think. So, yeah. you know, still plenty of time to contribute. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, Aiden Williams is, you know, 6'2", uh, 200. And that's that's pretty wonderful to add to, to, the, to the team. Also, uh, the pictures of him, let me jump in. The pictures of him on social media during his commitment, he's wearing these like outrageous, like macho man, Randy Savage sunglasses, like these big, like wraparound <laughs> uh, reflective things. And you know what? That, <laughs> that's really ridiculous and cool. And yeah, I'll give him a prop for that too. Yeah. So uh, the third ranked player at almost signed is Kedrick Riesano. Again, that is, that is how you pronounce his name. Um, he's a running back from New Caney, Texas. And is listed as the number five overall player. We talked about him on the last podcast. I don't necessarily think we need to spend a lot a lot of time on him uh, now, but obviously a, an important get to bolster the running back room, whether or not Zach Evans comes back. Uh, so next we have Braxton Myers, a corner from Coppel, Texas, uh, another four star who is ranked as the number 231 player in the country. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Braxton Myers, so everybody thought he was going to go to USC. And then he committed to Ole Miss uh, back in, geez, a long time ago. <laughs> uh, 
and then just stuck with it entirely and you know never wavered signed with Ole Miss that's that's it yeah we like when dudes do that and watching his film I I can't tell if he's like a, a freshman contributor kind of player or not right he he played at a very high level in Texas um, and he played almost all cornerback which is kind of you don't see it a ton uh guys who are dedicated cornerbacks at the high school level. Cause the, that kind of athlete who ends up being, you know, a collegiate star at cornerback, you usually kind of have them playing wherever, um, right, but right. playing at a high enough level of Texas football where, where you could do that. But yeah, so I think it's hard to tell what his expected level of contribution will be, but I mean, he looks really fundamentally sound. He looks very athletic. He's got, you know, good size is, is rated very high. I mean, definitely a, a recruit to be really excited about. Yeah. He's six one one ninety. I mean, he had listed offers from USC, Clemson, Oklahoma, Arkansas, LSU, Michigan, Florida state, Texas, Notre Dame. I mean, you know, it's, it's a really good offer sheet. Um, and yeah, exciting signee. Uh, we have three more four stars to talk about. We're not talking about anybody who's not a four star. <laughs> that's, that's the approach that we've taken to today's podcast. Uh, Jamarius Brown is a defensive lineman from Moss Point, Mississippi. He was the number five player in the state. Uh, although on three actually had him as the second best player in the state. Uh, and he is the number 270 overall player. Six two two seventy is what they have him listed at. Yeah, watching his highlights, I can't tell if he <laughs> is really, really good or not. Uh, he, yeah, I, I can't say much more than that. Obviously, I think he got really good reviews at the Mississippi Alabama All Star Game week, um, and you know generally coaches know more about uh <laughs> yeah recruiting and scouting players than I do but like watching his highlights yeah, I couldn't tell what to expect from him yeah um i mean one thing it's it's hard with uh larger defensive ends cuz he doesn't project as a defensive tackle right he 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 projects as an end i don't think uh, yeah I, I don't think so um, yeah so i i would say like um he has offers or lists offers from Bama, Auburn, Texas, Florida State, Tennessee, Nebraska, Mississippi State, LSU. He was personally recruited by Pete Golding, Alabama's defensive coordinator. Um, he's probably pretty good. Yes, yeah, and they, we Ole Miss held off a late charge from LSU. If if we you know what we read is correct, anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right, two more. Uh, Bryson Sanders. An interior offensive lineman from Baylor School in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, he's the number 273 player in the country. He was the number six player in the state of Tennessee. Uh, yeah, he um, you know was an outspoken uh, cheerleader for this class on Twitter uh, and had a bunch of offers from a bunch of good schools. Yeah, he's, you know, so offensive line is a position where even a lot of three-star guys just have offers from everybody because you just kind of have to keep, you know, the, you know, you have to keep a, a big arsenal of offensive line players, I think, in order to have good 
depth and especially yeah. since it typically takes them longer to develop. But Sanders is a guy that definitely could have gone anywhere and not only committed to Ole Miss early and stayed committed and didn't waver, but recruited heavily for the class we know and also visited Oxford 84 times while committed. Uh, yeah, yeah. So good. Uh, so last is Ahmad Brown. Um, I think he goes by AJ. He's a safe, so AJ Brown, uh, but not that one. He's a safety from Crisp County High School in Georgia. Um, and yeah, uh, the number 39 player in the state of Georgia, the number 392 player in the country. Uh, other notable offers from Clemson, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Auburn, Michigan State, Louisville, Kentucky, that sort of range of schools. Um, I think that he's, you know, a good signing. Um, will you know the safety position is really important at Ole Miss, at least in the current defensive system. And I, I don't imagine he'll burst onto the scene and immediately, you know, take a bunch of reps. But uh, a good player to add to for the future. For sure. Yeah, definitely seems like a guy who's just a, a general, all-around, very good athlete, which, you know, nice to have. Yeah. So there are uh, five other players Ole Miss signed. We're not going to go through great detail with them. Um, Caden Lee, a wide receiver, had a bunch of offers from other good schools. Daniel Demery, a safety uh, out of Texas. Again, sort of a, you know, future project type of player. Javante Connor, a tight end, which Ole Miss, of course, has to have. So at least they'll have a guy uh, at the position. Uh, Ethan Fields, an offensive lineman who flipped from Ole Miss, or flipped from Purdue to Ole Miss. Uh, and then Skyler Mann, a junior college linebacker. Or, or, no, it's not junior college, is he? He's a high school linebacker, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, a high school linebacker uh, who had offers from Georgia Tech and Florida State. Uh, and I, I want to say that late, maybe even like another offer from another Power Five school came in, but uh, definitely is you know not was is not a heralded recruit in any way. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's hard to project the impact of any of these guys. I think in SEC ball in three star prospects, you know, you're you're taking a gamble uh, on them to some degree. Um, so we'll see it. But I mean, I think overall it's a pretty good group of three-star guys. And so hopefully given how selective the oldest staff obviously was with recruiting high schools, hopefully they feel really good about these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's, that's the end of the, of the high school recruiting commitment list or signees. Um, very short list. And there are two players who flipped. Uh, Marcel Reed flipped, what, two days before signing day? Yeah, like the night uh, that the silent period went, or the dead period went into effect, which is a very cool, super <laughs> above board thing to do. Really very fun cool. time to leave Ole Miss scrambling for a quarterback, huh? Very high character, awesome <laughs> thing to do. Been com been committed to Ole Miss since March. Uh, is that right? I think either March or April. Um, Something like that. Yeah. So Ole Miss took him 
as a commitment when they were still entertaining Jaden Rashada uh, and, you know, let him be their their quarterback. For anyone who's not familiar with quarterback recruiting, like it is very much a domino process. So, uh, you know, the top guy goes somewhere, the next guy goes to the next school, and they sort of all just kind of sort out in that way. So, uh, you know, as long as you are involved in those early dominoes at some stage, you're fine. Uh, if you get left out during that process, then you've got a real problem. And so Ole Miss was involved and got, you know, a, a quarterback who was highly regarded in Marcel Reed uh, and rode with him until two days before signing day when he decided he was going to go to A&M uh, after having tweeted about NIL, which again, like a lot of people are talking about NIL as if that's like a negative thing. I, whatever, like, I, I think it's fine. Um, it's perfectly fine to admit that that's what got him to Texas A&M. I'm sure there are players that signed with Ole Miss yesterday that got to Ole Miss because of NIL uh, and, and chose, chose uh, Oxford because of that. So I'm not at all, you know, throwing him under the bus for, for just taking some money and going. But I do think that the timing leaves Ole Miss in a really tough spot uh, and with only one quarterback on campus anyway, one, one scholarship quarterback on campus. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't blame kids for trying to maximize their value. I mean, they, they have to know that a small percentage of college football players go to the league uh, and they, they might as well be well compensated for their time. But, you know, there's there's a right and a wrong way to play out that process. And it I think people are it, it's fair for people to be rubbed the wrong way by by how Reed handled his recruitment at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, I just think the timing is really poor. Um, yeah. And, you know, if, you know, he started to visit elsewhere, uh, he visited Auburn, he visited A&M. Um, I would guess that A&M's offer just came in higher uh, than, than Ole Miss. Uh, and so, you know, you would love to see him visit those schools in August. <laughs> uh, but, it is what it is. Uh, Ole Miss is left without, I guess, actually, Kincaid Dent could come back. Uh, he, he participated in signing day, but but could come back as a second scholarship quarterback. Senior day. Oh, yeah, senior day. Sorry, signing day on the brain. Um, but regardless, Ole Miss needs a young quarterback on, on its roster, and it doesn't have one now. Uh, this, the second flip was a signing day surprise. Uh Highly rated defensive end Neo Avery flipped from Ole Miss to Maryland uh, on signing day. Uh, and I don't think this is anything, maybe the coaches saw it coming, I don't know. But this is not something that was hinted at at any point uh, to me, either through people that I talked to or from the recruiting writers. Um, you know, this is just, uh, was seemingly out of nowhere, at least in, in my opinion. Yeah, this is the one that sucks the most for in in my opinion. Um, Ole Miss needed edge players. Uh, he was much more of a pass rusher than um, Jamarius Brown, uh, but was wait, am I saying that guy's name name right? Uh, yeah, Jamarius Brown. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. There's a lot of browns uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and Williams and things like that to, to get yeah. kind of mixed up. Anyway, so similar rating, but much more of a pass rush specialist. And watching his highlights, just I, I loved the way he played. You could tell that he played with his eyes up. Uh, he does a good job staying assignment sound on the edge, um, does a good job of, uh, you know, defeating blockers, um, just has good timing, good athleticism, good awareness. And it sucks to lose, you know, what appears to be, you know, a, a high IQ defensive playmaker like that. Um, I was, I was getting ready to like gush and write a lot about him on, you know, signing day or shortly thereafter. And then he, he flipped. So, yeah. Yeah. Frustrating. Um, and you know, Ole Miss is going to be going into the portal for defensive linemen, uh, to try to fill its needs, but, uh, Neo Avery had, you know, potential to be a real impact player, maybe not as a freshman, but uh, down the road, and now that's that's gone. So big big bummer there. Um, I think overall the class is a big bummer. Um, there are some good players at the top, but good players at the top of an eleven person class is not great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just an, an overall frustrating situation. If you if you follow Ole Miss football closely, there are a lot of times where it just you're not really sure what Kiffin and his staff are doing. It just kind of feels like they're standing by and letting things happen while other staffs are you know working overtime. Uh, and I'm sh- I'm sure that's not true, but it really feels like it is a lot of the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say you definitely don't get the impression that Kiffin's approach to recruiting is to outwork everybody, which, you know, contrasts incredibly with like, uh, Ed Orgeron and Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Who absolutely. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, you know, I want either of those coaches. I, I no. prefer Kiffin over them, but, uh. But yeah, it's definitely, you know, a, a different approach that will continue to result in worse results. Um, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, long term that things won't be fine, but things won't be as great as they could be until he starts to work harder in that arena. Yeah. So one issue, I don't I don't know how much we want to talk about this. Um, one potential issue is arguably the best recruiter on the staff, Chris Partridge uh, is seemingly locked in a closet somewhere with duct tape over his mouth. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, So we don't really know what's going on with Chris Partridge. We have a educated guess, but he's not been helping much. And, you know, he, he's been specifically helping with players from the, uh, Northeast and Midwest, which is are areas Ole Miss has never had success with before until him. Uh, but then, you know, the, the big commit or commit that we had, Neo Avery was from Maryland, um, mm-hmm. an area where he has connections and, and we lost him uh, seemingly with no warning. And, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of, 
mental dots to connect there with with what might be going on with Partridge. But but yeah, I think in order for Kiffin led teams to be successful in recruiting, he he needs to have a staff that does the you know extra work that he doesn't appear to do. Uh, yeah. And I think Partridge is supposed to be that guy. Yeah. And, you know, seemingly hasn't been that guy for, for this class. I mean, uh, you know, we, we talked about um, Sunturin Perkins as, you know, a, a really solid uh, linebacker and uh, Jamarius Brown uh, as, you know, another good defensive player, Braxton Myers, uh, Ahmad Brown. Uh, these guys are all like, there's not a player from the Northeast that, that committed to Ole Miss this year. Um, Neo Avery was, and then he flipped. Uh, but, you know, like Sunter and Perkins and uh, Jamarius Brown, they're from Mississippi. I mean, I can't imagine Chris Partridge had much to do with their recruitments. Um, and so I guess then the question becomes like, uh, if he's not this if he's not going to continue to have this significant impact in bringing players like Davis and Igmanosin, Taiwan Malone, that sort of player, Taishim Johnson, then he needs to be a great X's and O's guy. And like, I don't necessarily think that's the case. So then like, what is his strength in that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, my, implication if it's okay to say this is that he you know <laughs> appears to have one foot out the door whether right. that is his choice or, or kiffin's choice it's it's not clear but you know what we've kind of been talking about in private is that like it it wouldn't be surprising to see him leave uh Ole it Miss wouldn't be surprising at all no uh i mean i think at this point it'd be surprising for him to stay yeah i i'm coming to agree with you I, <laughs> Initially, I didn't see it, but yeah, that, that's that's now my opinion too. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I I feel like we've talked enough about the the high schoolers. Let's let's talk about the transfer portal for a minute. You did some interesting research on on the portal and players in it at the moment. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So. Um... Like all researchers, I kind of started off with a uh, <laughs> a conclusion already in my head. Uh, <laughs> I was, you know, kind of stewing about how slow things seem to be developing uh, for for Ole Miss recruiting. It just seems like a lot of top portal prospects are committing elsewhere. So I was like, all right, how many guys of the top fifty of the top hundred uh, portal players are already committed? So I looked. Uh, this is according to On Threes portal rankings, which I think are very suspect, but if you take a wide enough view, you know, the top hundred instead of the top 10 or whatever, I think that's not a a terrible gauge of who the, the, you know, the best players are. So of the top 10, six are already committed of the top 50, uh, 28 are committed. And of the top hundred, uh, 53 are committed. Um, and now more guys will hop in the portal. Um, for sure. And, and some of those may be, you know, even better than some of the top guys in the portal now, but it, it definitely gives you an idea of Ole Miss being behind because, you know, we've, we've read, you know, and heard like, Oh, look out for this guy entering the portal, you know, this look for this guy to maybe visit. And then we don't hear anything about them again. 
and a very small number of guys have visited Ole Miss from, from the portal. Um, so diving down a little further, I was looking at kind of some of the, the positions of need for Ole Miss. I'll only look at the top 10 uh, for each position. So six of the top 10 wide receivers are committed. Um, so Ole Miss does have two targets within the top 10 currently. Chris Marshall at number six and Trey Harris at number nine. So uh, I saw that Trey Harris was number nine. That is so weird to me. Like, he is, I guess, I mean, Dominic Lovett, I would like to have over him because he's proven in the SEC that he can, you know, make a big difference. He's on way up there. I guess, well, I think, I think on three categorizes Travis Hunter as a wide receiver, which I would take him over Trey Harris, but um, he's going to Colorado. But I don't know, dude, like past those I I really value Trey Harris. I think that he did some awesome stuff at LaTeX, and I I'm very hopeful that he ends up at all this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, so six of the top ten wide receivers, seven of the top ten tight ends are committed. Uh, edge players, nine of the top ten players are already gone. Um, five of the top ten, you know, interior defensive linemen um, are committed. We have Josh Harris, who's ranked as the 21st uh, defensive lineman. And then seven of the top 10 linebackers are committed. Uh, Jeremiah Jean Baptiste is number 26. Um, so for me, it, it doesn't seem like Ole Miss is shaping up to have the kind of portal class they had last year, and they really need to. Um, yeah. They don't have as many dire needs this year. I don't think, but if they want to take a step forward as a program, they need to add impact players in the portal. And we're not sure where many of those guys are coming from right now. Um, yeah, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that they'll end up with at least two wide receivers that we like. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the problem we're seeing is something you just outlined uh, in going through those position groupings, the front five to seven, depending on if it's a three, two, six, four, three, whatever, uh, those linemen and linebackers on defense are all going places and are, have already decided where they're going. Yeah. And so like, <clears throat> that, that's where Ole Miss needs to make its biggest splash. Yeah, absolutely. And, and either, uh, Ole Miss was too selective or sat by too idly and let these guys go elsewhere, or they just wouldn't even pick up the phone, uh, when Ole Miss came calling and neither of those leaves you with a very good feeling. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, all these, all these guys, defenders that, you know, recruiting, talking heads and, and whatever told us to look out for, like those guys are all gone. Uh, <laughs> I think one thing that one thing I've considered is uh, potentially a result of having so few high school players um, is that you need to find a bunch of players in the portal and a lot of other schools only need to find, you know, three to five players in the portal and are therefore willing to offer more to those three to five players that they need. Whereas Ole Miss potentially needs to find 15 guys in the portal uh, and 
has to spread, even if it has more NIL overall, has to spread that uh, across more players. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So not saying that Ole Miss is in a terrible spot, but they're in a concerning spot. And to be fair to Lane Kippen, there are parts of last offseason. In fact, I think the bulk of last season, last offseason, I was like, what What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I, 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 I said all along last offseason, let's wait to judge the roster in August. And I think we need to take the same approach this year, but it needs to pick up. And like there were signs last year that there were opportunities for it to pick up. Those signs are not as strong now for this, for this off season. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Um, so I guess that's really it. Um, I will say, uh, you know, Ole Miss has plenty of time uh, to to improve its roster, but but for people holding out hope, like or people saying, um, hey, you know, this is only the first signing day, and you know, there's the second signing day in February, like that is the case, and Ole Miss will probably add uh, at least one high schooler uh, to its to its list in February. But uh, you know, if if we were to actually. I shouldn't have just said this. Uh, I, I'm going to pull up the list of on three's top 100 players and tell you uh, how many of those players are are um, are are not signed or have not signed already. Okay, so let's see. Here we go. Uh, okay, two, three. Five of the top 50 players, uh, and all are about to sign elsewhere, but are sort of between two. And then two more of the top total 100. Uh, I mean, to, to treat it as if recruiting is only halfway done is preposterous. Yeah, that's that definitely a, a disgenuous take on, on the situation for... I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it's safe to say that you know, for for most programs, they are much further along than than Ole Miss is in their roster building for next year. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Lane Kiffin gets paid a lot. Hopefully, he can you know make it work and build a roster that's really competitive next year. And I think there there are opportunities for that, but uh, you know we start we need to start seeing some dominoes fall. Yeah, agree. And you know there are some some hints that some of the portal guys that have visited Ole Miss are going to be announcing soon, and so hopefully some good news will be coming our way, and we'll be feeling slightly you know better about where things stand you know a week from today even. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to do us for do it for today, uh, and we will talk to you again uh, right before the bowl game. So yeah. Peace out, everybody.